Good morning, Grace Vineyard. It is so good to be together again. This morning's message is about hearing from God. Have you ever wished you could just sit down and have a long chat with God? Wouldn't it be wonderful to move beyond having a theology that states that God loves you to actually hearing him whisper words of love into your heart. When you're worried or confused, wouldn't you love to see the situation from his perspective and to hear how he wants to respond? When things don't seem to be going your way and your prayers aren't answered the way you had hoped, wouldn't it be great to hear him tell you where he is in the midst of it and what he is working out in your life? Are you ever just a little bit jealous of others who say with such confidence, I believe the Lord said. Jesus promised, my sheep hear my voice. That's from John chapter 10 and verse 27. If you are one of his sheep, then he is speaking to you and you are hearing his voice. The problem is that we've not learned how to recognize his voice and differentiate it from all the other voices that bombard our hearts and minds. I hope this morning's teaching will help you to begin to recognize the voice of the Lord within your own hearts, clearly and consistently leading to a deeper faith, hope, and joy in your lives. Miranda, I've loved being in the Wednesday Night Connect group with you, and I love the way you share about how you hear God talking to you. Could you share that a little bit with us now, please? Yes, happy to. Um, basically, there are two ways um, hear, of hearing God. One of the ways is you, you call God and he answers you and you hear him. And then the other way is that he calls you and you answer him. Um, so basically, before um, waiting to hear from God, I do prepare the ground. And I think that's vital to prepare the ground with the Lord. So I begin by confessing any sins that I have. And I, I look to him to make sure that when I confess that we clear the air between us so we can fellowship um, and, and actually gain something from the time together. Um, I will confess all the different sins, whether it is the, un, the unexpected, whether it's the habitual sins, no matter how little I might think they are, I will repent and clear the air. The second thing I do is I talk openly to him. I tell him exactly how I'm feeling and how I'm approaching the time with him. So, for example, I might say, like, um, if I feel upset with him, I will tell him. Um, if I'm happy with him, I'll tell him. Or if I've had a good day, I will say it was a good day. Or I'll say it was a nice sleep last night. Thank you for that. That sort of thing. So I do make sure I tell him exactly. And also, if I will want to see what sort of day he might have had. If I see something in the news, uh, that happens maybe quite more rarely, but I will actually say to him, I'm sorry, I read this and it wasn't, you know, it must have hurt you or grieved you. Um, I then focus on God um, and his attributes. 
He's one God, one throne, but he's God the Father, the Creator. He's God the Son, the incarnate God, and he's God the Holy Spirit. And it's vital to me that I have a relationship with each part of God because that, that will give me guidance as to which heartstrings I want to pull when I pray. Um, so basically, that's what I do to prepare it. Um, and then there's the, there are four ways I'm going to tell you and try to keep them brief. I hear God through meditation and prayer on his word, reading the scriptures and taking them to heart. Um, the Lord's voice has many tones and they're all divine. And basically it might be the voice of awakening. And I love that one is when you've read a scripture a million times and then one day you're reading it and speaking with the Lord about it and then he gives you a revelation on it. And it's amazing. It is so thrilling. And then, of course, there's also the voice of rebuke that you might hear where he's correcting you. Um, that might not be a pleasant one, but it's profitable. So I'm happy with that. I don't mind that at all. So basically, I read the scriptures with an expectation, not just to get a word from God about comfort that I might need or a promise or a teaching or a revelation, but also to get to know him better. I try to get into his heart to see how did he perceive that situation? You know, what was he feeling at the time and how did he react to it? Um, the, th the second way is I hear God through the actions of the Holy Spirit. He's convicting me of my sins. The sense of comfort you get when all of a sudden you cry out to God in despair it overwhelms you and then you know it's the Holy Spirit or you're overwhelmed into weeping and you're just crying and you're saying to God, I have no idea why I'm crying, but I'm going to cry. And though that's, that's the other way that he actually, I hear him is through his Holy Spirit. Um, I also hear him through peace. Um, so for example, I will say to God, I have decided to do this please come with me. I need you with me on this. So I haven't asked him about it. I've just decided I'd like to do this. If the peace is with me, then I know it's all okay. But if I have a restless night and I um, feel unsettled in my spirit, then I know I have to recant that decision. So it's through peace as well when I'm taking action on my own sort of thing. Um, and then the last way is I hear God through my daily trials and tribulations. Um, he has said to me so many times, I've chosen you in the furnace of affliction, and that's where you're going to stay, because that's where I'm going to refine you, get you ready to enter the kingdom. So I accept the fact that I'm going to be trialed and um, tested along the way. Um, the trial can be because he's teaching me patience or endurance. It could be that he's... Um, Basically, he's trying to show me that he wants me to love him without condition. It doesn't matter what's happening in my life. But the most recent thing in the last weeks that he's been doing is teaching me through the trials that he wants to see me have joy in every situation and basically take it on board and keep it with me. And not to seek happiness but to seek joy because happiness is so temporary. So these are the sort of some of the ways he speaks and I hear him. And to be honest, it's, it's amazing. Um, and to hear his voice, to see him, to sense him. I would have so many examples I could tell you, but um, I, I, at this, the time is limited. So we'll leave it at that. 
Miranda, thank you. That's absolutely beautiful. And there are so many gems in there for us to take and ponder. But bless you and thank you so, so much. You're welcome. We heard a lot from God last week when we reflected back on what he'd spoken to us at the Saturday morning prayer breakfast. You listened and then went into breakout rooms and shared what you'd heard. And then we came back together and you shared what you'd heard with the rest of us. You've even written down what you heard and sent it to us so we can weigh it up and discern what God is saying to us as a church. I very much doubt there was a single person who zoomed in on Sunday who didn't hear something from God. God is speaking to us all the time, not just in prayer meetings or on a Sunday, but all the time. If only we have ears to hear to recognize his voice. Despite such a fantastic Sunday, there are many of us who still question how to hear God's voice. We don't trust the times God speaks to us, thinking we're not worthy or spiritual enough, or are not sure how to distinguish God's voice from all the other voices in our heads. And what if I get it wrong? That paralyzes us. I want to reassure you that every single believer who has given his or her life to Christ can and will hear his voice. There is no secret formula, but simply a desire to hear from him and a willingness to listen, which comes from practice. Oral Roberts, who was a famous preacher, evangelist, and considered the godfather of the charismatic movement, was asked, how do I go about learning to hear God speak to me? He replied, wanting it badly enough to work on it. Here are some profound thoughts from Mark that I know will bless and inspire you. Thank you so much, Mark. You are a superstar. Good morning, Grace Vineyard. Jill has asked me to share how I hear from God. And there's no one way that God speaks to me. I've heard his voice a number of times over the years that I've been following Jesus. The first and most important way that God has spoken to me over the years is through his word, the Bible. I've lost count of the times words seem to jump off the page of the Bible and just they're just what I need at that time. Um, there are so many to tell you I can't, but one particular time when I felt like my world and everything I'd been working for was falling apart, um, was going on. I was angry and moaning at God about what had been happening. And I was reading Isaiah at that point in time. And I come across Isaiah 49, 4, which says, I replied, my words seem so useless. I submit my strength for nothing and for no purpose. Yet I leave it all in the Lord's hands. I will trust God for my reward. And I knew straight away that he was telling me that he was in control, that I just needed to trust him in that time. Another way God speaks to me is through music. I've always loved music. I've always loved singing since my teens. 
and God has used songs to inspire me and lift me up when I'm feeling low. One particular song at the same time where everything was falling apart and collapsing around me is I Will Hold On by Nigel Briggs. I played that song over and over and over and through it I knew God was telling me to hold on tight to him because he was holding on tight to me. Another way God speaks to me is through films. I'm a visual person, I'm not a book reader. And again, there have been a number of times that God has spoken to me through the action and the dialogue of film that I'd been watching at that particular time. One example was the film Rocky Balboa. And in part of the film, Rocky gives a speech to his son who's annoyed with him about it's not how many times you get knocked down, what's important, but what's important is what you do when you get up. And again, that just spoke to me about God's provision and being what God wants. Another way God has spoken to me is through dreams. And there have been two major dreams in my life that have actually changed the course of my life. Again, they're too long and complicated to go into right now, but, but one dream I will tell you. And in it, God made, me very, made it very clear that I should marry my then girlfriend, who is now my wife, and we've been married for 37 years. There have been times during these years when we've gone through tough times in our relationship and it's been strained. But every time I felt like giving up, God reminds me of that dream. And I knew with his help we could get through because he is at the centre of our marriage. And it's grown stronger and stronger as the years have gone by. I've been married for 37 years now. And visions. Um, I'll say this for the final one. I've, I've had one major vision in my life. And I'll call it a vision because I was awake at the time. Um, and it was when I decided to follow Jesus, and I was just 17 then. Again, the backstory is too long and complicated to tell now, but I saw Jesus standing at a fork in the road, and I knew he had a choice to make. And he told me that if I went with him and followed him, he would be with me all the rest of the days of my life, uh, and he would never leave me. But if I went down the other road, he said, I'll never bother you again, um, but you know where that road leads. And I didn't want to go there. And I followed Jesus now for 45 years. So that's a few ways the way God has spoken to me in my life. Perhaps you're used to quiet times with the Lord and you lovingly seek him. But you're not sure how to tune in to hear his voice. Here are some ways you might receive a spontaneous revelation or impression from the Lord. It might come through a picture or vision. A great example in the Bible are the pictures John received on the island of Patmos and then recorded in the book of Revelation. God also speaks through scripture as specific Bible verses come to mind. He may impress part of a verse or even a reference to a verse on your mind. He may give you a specific word or picture or piece of advice that did not come as a result of a detailed thought process of you thinking something through, but more like a spontaneous and unpremeditated word that comes in a flash without any logical sequence. Sometimes it's intuitive, a gut feeling, an instinct. The lost art of Jesus 
is the use of his imagination. Glenn Clark, in his book, The Soul's Sincere Desire, says, The imagination of man is but the window or door which, when thrown open, lets the divine life stream into our lives. Carol is such a blessing to me as she has often shared God's word for me or the church and we have all been encouraged and blessed by his guidance. Here she shares her wisdom with us. Thanks Carol. Hearing from God, worship. I love to worship God and feel that living a life of worship is something that I desire the most. Hearing God comes from intimacy, having a relationship with God my Father, He inhabits the praise of His people. Worship is very powerful, it reflects the character of God, His love, grace and peace, and brings His presence. All worship songs are based on scripture, in singing out a line of a song, I may be drawn to and start think of what the word means. Sometimes might get a picture, the picture will be very clear in my mind and won't go away. Quite often a verse comes to mind that matches up to the picture. God can give a picture or verse during sermon or during prayer times. I ask God if the picture is for me, for the church, and may get a picture and word when praying with someone for them. God will prompt to share and is always to encourage and to build up in love. God uses his people to speak to others, no matter how I'm feeling, happy, sad, troubled, unworthy, grieving. In a church setting, might not always be right to share if I've had a picture. Later on, the word would match up to the sermon and give confirmation. In Bible reading, a verse may suddenly come to my attention and make me think about what it means and give a greater understanding and show me how to apply it to my life. A word of knowledge. A person may come to my mind um, that, but might not be sure why. God prompts me to lift them in prayer, then later on be made aware of the reason why. Guidance. God can bring a word when looking for guidance, when seeking a job maybe. Sometimes I can sense if the job is right or not. God will open and close doors. Dreams. God may speak in dreams. As God spoke to many people in the Bible, I always write down the dream and date it. Sometimes dreams from God are not always for now. Make a note of the subject. How did I feel in the dream? What do the symbols mean that are found in the Bible? Why did I say what I did? Do these circumstances apply to me? Does the person's name 
mean anything. Here are some qualities that characterize God's thoughts that can build our confidence that we are in fact hearing from him. And it's not just our own thoughts or imagination. The thoughts are spontaneous, not cognitive or analytical. We need to learn to move from living out of the use of our reason to living intuitively or spontaneously, more like little children. After all, we are called children of God. God's thoughts are expressed through our own personality and speech style. John's gospel reflects John's personality and speech style, while Mark's gospel reflects his. The same can be said for Matthew, Luke, Peter, Paul, and all the other writers. You'll see your own pattern of personality and speech reflected as you journal. These thoughts come easily as God is speaking in the first person, having a conversation with you. He doesn't speak King James English, but your language. It's deeply personal to you. These thoughts are often light and gentle, requiring no effort or exertion on your part. They will be wiser, more healing, more loving, more motivating than your own thoughts. They will cause a special reaction within you, such as a sense of excitement, conviction, faith, love, peace. When embraced, they carry with them a strength to perform them, as well as a joy in doing so. As you train your spiritual senses, this is a spiritual discipline, you will more easily and frequently experience God in this way. Don't give up if it feels awkward the first few times. Persevere. I promise you, it becomes easier the more you practice. There is no formula for hearing God's voice because it's about developing a love relationship with him and having communion with him. It's the same with any relationship. If I hardly ever spoke to Mark, which knowing me is never likely to happen, we wouldn't have much of a relationship. If I never stopped to listen to what Mark is saying to me, it wouldn't be much of a relationship either. We have to work on our relationship, finding time for one another and talking to each other, not only about how our day has been, but going deeper, finding how each of us is feeling and what we are dreaming and longing for, what we're afraid of, taking comfort from one another when we are suffering and finding solutions to our problems together. I love how Romans 10, 12 can be amplified to read. So faith comes by having audience with God 
through fellowship of the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice in my heart. I want that, don't you? I'd like to share four keys that might help you in hearing God's voice. These are stillness, vision, spontaneity, journaling, stillness, quiet yourself so you can hear God speaking, vision, look for vision as you pray, spontaneity, recognize God's voice as spontaneous thoughts that light up your mind, journaling, Write down the flow of your thoughts and pictures. Memorize these four keys. Hearing God's voice is as simple as quietening yourself down, fixing your eyes on Jesus, tuning to spontaneity, and writing down what you hear. Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 says, I will stand on my guard post and station myself on the rampart and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. Here it is simplified into four key areas. I will stand on my guard post, quiet yourself down by, and I will keep watch to see by fixing your eyes on Jesus. What he will speak to me, tune in to spontaneity. Then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision. Write down the flow of thoughts and pictures. We have been teaching and practicing these keys in our spiritual formation sessions and in the weekly meditations. We have been learning to wait on the Lord, seeking his face, asking him to speak to us and to give us vision. Be still and know that I am near. In stillness, we've practiced silence and solitude. In vision, we've used the practice of Lectio Divina. In spontaneity, we've read the imaginative way of reading scripture. In journaling, writing down what God is saying to you, and we had a really good example of that last Saturday. Above all, we need the right heart attitude when we practice these four keys. John chapter 7 and verses 37 and 38 say, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being, will flow rivers of living water. If anyone is thirsty, Lord, 
I am thirsty for your voice. Let him come to me. Lord, I fix my heart on you. And drink. Tune to how drinking in your words. He who believes in me, believe the flow within me is you. Hearing God's voice is not so that we constantly ask him to solve our problems any more than praying is simply bringing him a list of our wants and needs and asking him to fulfill them. Hearing God's voice, like praying, is to be in a love relationship with him. We are his children, his kingdom people, and our desire should be to learn to do all things for the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. God's whole purpose in speaking to us whether it is his Logos word, Rhema word, or a word of wisdom or knowledge from a spiritual believer, is to bring us to the point where we can walk quietly and confidently with him as he gives us space to grow, to be his, often fumbling, co-laborers, being conformed more and more into the image of his son. It's about a love relationship. I hope this has helped you in some way to draw closer to God and given you some points to ponder as you continue to practice hearing his voice. Please don't let this teaching go in one ear and out the other. As we move into our breakout groups now, can you think of one thing that you have heard that you are going to put into practice this week? It may be old, it may be new, but you're going to commit to doing it. Can you share that with your group and then pray for one another that this will help you go deeper into building a love relationship with God and hearing his voice?